1: Alright, welcome in. We're with you until midnight. What an absolute debacle that thing was tonight. I mean, you have got to be kidding me. I thought that Saturday night was going to be the worst loss for the Red Sox. Or it had been the worst loss up until that particular point in time. Remember the whole situation? they're no-hit through nine innings. Luckily, they get some runs generated there in the top of the 10th inning. Bobby Dalback with the triple, etc. And then what happens? You have that play at first base where Story makes a bad throw. Dollback can't make the play. You end up losing that game. Okay. And I thought that was going to be the bottom for the Red Sox. And then Sunday was just a joke. They couldn't hit whatsoever. I mean, that was a horrible game as well. And guess who played a role in that one? Jake Deekman. And here he is again tonight. And here's the thing. This is partially on Heim Bloom Because Heim Bloom identified Jake Diekman as a guy that was going to be a contributor to this bullpen this year. I have been promoting all offseason. There were great arms out there. Ryan Tabera. Kendall Graveman. Colin McHugh, Rice Iglesias, they went after Jake Diekman, who was coming off his worst season in a couple of years. The guy was horrible last year. That's the guy the Red Sox identified. Well, last time out, the guy throws 14 pitches, six swings, zero whiffs, gives up a bomb. Now he comes out tonight in a 5 2 game. 5 2. This game is over. Everybody should have already gone to bed. It should have been gone. But the Red Sox, you got to keep tuning in. You got to keep watching this game because you don't know what the hell is going to happen with the bullpen. And look, for the most part, the bullpen is overachieved. Not tonight. Jake Diekman comes out. What the hell was that? First batter, Tapia, doubles on a four seamer. By the way, Tapia is their seven hitter. They're a seven hitter. He's hitting 236. Jake Diekman can't put away the seven hitter on the Blue Jays. Oh, how about the 8-hitter? How can he do it with the 8-hitter? Oh, no, he can't handle him either. Espinal doubles on a 2-seamer middle-middle. 4-seamer <laughs> middle-middle to Tapia. 2-seamer middle-middle to Espinal. 5-3 game. So the 7- and the 8-hitter for the Blue Jays make it a 5-3 game. All right. He somehow strikes out Guriel who pinch hits. Uh, congratulations. It seems like the game's going to be over. Then he strikes out Zimmer on a fastball. Great. Going to get yourself out of the inning, right? No wrong. Springer homers on a 4-seamer. 110 miles an hour off the bat. Middle, middle makes it a 5 5 game. The Red Sox, one out away. One out away from winning this game. And you would have felt good entering tomorrow, where you feel like, all right, they took one of two from the Blue Jays so far. The Blue Jays have their only guy that isn't good in their rotation going tomorrow in Ross Stripling. You would have felt like, okay, Walker's throwing the ball well. Good. They built up some positive momentum. No, because of Jake Diekman. This guy sucks. And look, maybe at some point they turn his season around, but let's call it what it is. This guy is horrible right now. This guy is a complete liability. And the reality is, based on where the bullpen's at right now, you don't have Tanner Houk because he's not vaccinated. So that sort of screws up your whole rotation. So Garrett Whitlock needs to go into the rotation. So he's pitching on Thursday. So Garrett Whitlock can't come into this game today. Robles goes out there. He gets you through the eighth inning. Now, I know he gave up four balls off the bat at 100 miles an hour. So maybe there was some luck with that. But you need a Deekman. The reality is you need guys like Deakman and Barnes because the bullpen isn't good enough. You don't have enough arms in the bullpen. As much as they've overachieved so far this season, there is not enough in the bullpen. Who's Will Venable going to? Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes in extra innings. And Matt Barnes, we'll get into him a little bit later on. He was pathetic as well. No way around. He was bad as well. And the Barnes outing is concerning to me going forward as well. So I almost feel like Will Venable was horrible last night. I, I still don't understand what his explanation was for taking Evaldi out of that game because they liked the damn pocket. Enough of this pocket. Was it a good pocket tonight for Jake Deekman. I don't know if there is any pocket that exists as good for Jake Deekman, A guy that you identified in the offseason. And I'm not saying it's a ton of money, but you identified him. Two years, $8 million for this guy. He was supposed to be a key contributor to your bullpen. He sucked on Sunday. He sucked on opening day against the Yankees. Oh, well, he struck out the side on Sunday Night Baseball. Great, that was one outing. Remember what he did on opening day? Hit DJ LeMahieu. First battery faces Red Sox. He hit DJ LeMahieu. And then this crap tonight. I mean, come on. It's a 5 2 game. You held down a really good Blue Jays team. Nick Pavetta, he was not great, but he battled. At least he battled. He fought through this to keep this where it was. And you had a couple of other guys. Sawa Mora got a big out, which is like, what the hell? Austin Davis had a good inning. Or I should say, an inning and two-thirds. And then Brazier, who had been one of the worst, actually the worst reliever in all of Major League Baseball as it pertains to inherited runs. He had inherited 10 runs, uh, ten runners rather, coming into tonight, and eight of them scored. Nobody had done, given up more in the entirety of the sport. And he comes out, he actually gets out of an inning. And Jake Diekman gives it up. I mean, it's just unacceptable at this particular point in time. And I hate to do it, but I get to look at the guy running the organization. What is Heim Bloom doing? How could you go into the season with this being your bullpen? You don't have enough arms back there. And look, you can't plan for the sale injury prior to the season, but you had enough time to add another arm, whether it be in the rotation or whether it be in the bullpen. There were arms available and the Red Sox didn't do anything. The reality is this team isn't complete right now. They don't have enough. And the problem is you're now seven and eleven. And I know you can tell me it's get it's early. Settle down it's too early no it's not too early in the season this team was not hitting for the majority of the year and tonight they didn't throw the ball well with the accepted i should say they threw the ball well up until jake Deepen got out there and you felt like this was going to be a turning point for the red sox i really felt that way because the offense put up a crooked number in the eighth inning i felt this is a turning point for the team and then jake Deepen does that crap what are you doing tomorrow after Waka, What's the plan after Walker tomorrow? Let's say Walker gives you good a good five innings. What's the damn plan? You can't bring in Whitlock. What are you doing after Walker tomorrow? So even if you have a lead tomorrow, if you light up Ross Stripling, how are you getting through innings six, seven, eight, nine? You tell me. How the hell the Red Sox going to do this tomorrow? Oh, it's infuriating. Absolutely. The one night. The one night the offense does something. The one night they actually show up in the eighth inning. What the hell happens? This. Unbelievable. All right. Oh, it just, it's it's so frustrating right now. I mean, this team, holy crap. And look, I've been a big supporter of Heinblum. Loved what he did at the deadline last year. Schwarber, best bat. Robles turned out to be an outstanding pickup for them. But what the hell was he doing in the offseason? Somebody's got to explain this to me. How did he not get anybody to add to this bullpen? Uh, bullpen, rather, outside of Matt Strom, great. He's fine, and Jake Diekman, Tapera, Graveman, Colin McHugh, Rice, none of them. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. All right, so if you do want to weigh in, is this loss on Heimblum? and also partially, Is this loss on Tanner Hauk? Six one seven 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 nine. 793. Seven ninety three seven, or with you until midnight. I can't do it tonight. I'm just, I'm so infuriated. Like I can't hide it. I am so infuriated by this. This is unacceptable. How is this happening? How is this happening? You had plenty of money to go out there in the office. I know you signed Trevor Story. Great, and maybe this gets him going tonight, where he had the big hit in the eighth inning. But how the hell is this the bullpen of the Boston Red Sox? It's unbecoming of this team. They should have a better bullpen. I don't understand it whatsoever. All right, 617 779 7937. we with you until midnight here on EEI. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending Now is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's an easier choice than ever. With our exciting and fuel efficient lineup. Now get great offers across our full line. Shop at your local Nissan store at NissanUSA.com. Socks fell to the Jays 6-5 to five in 10 innings. Absolute joke. Jake Diekman gives it up in the ninth inning. 5-2 lead, 2 outs. Starts off the inning back-to-back doubles to the 7th and the 8th hitter. I, you got to be absolutely kidding me. Horrible performance by Diekman after he was atrocious the other night as well. Nick Pavetta, four and two-thirds. I give him credit he battled. I mean, clearly the guy still has trouble with command. Four walks in this game, but he battled. I give him credit. He battled in this game. He at least put you in a position where Gosman was outstanding on the other side. He kept you in the game, but then Diekman gave it up. Sox and the Jays play the third of their four-game set Wednesday night in Toronto. 7.07 for his pitch across the Shaw's and Star Market. WEI Red Sox Network. Tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show tomorrow at 6.00 seven it's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Make Massachusetts yours. Start your adventure at visitma.com. Tomorrow, it's going to be Michael Walker on the mound. He's pitched well for the Red Sox, but the problem is, okay, he gives you five good ones. What the hell are you doing after that? What are you going to do after he comes out of the game? You tell me. What can he do? <laughs> what is Will Venable going to do? Maybe Coralie back. What the hell are they going to do? The C's await the winner of the bucks Bulls Series after sweeping in the Nets. Milwaukee has a commanding 3 1 series lead. Game 5 Wednesday night. Ugh, that's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better all here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch
2: You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two
1: more two more.
2: You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer reported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and
1: eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. All right, welcome back in. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. 617-779-7937, the number. Absolute disgrace tonight for this team. Diekman, atrocious for the second consecutive outing. Basically, what's he been on the mound? Seven times this year he's been bad in four of them. Horrible tonight. How do you throw? T- Somebody's got to explain this to me. George Springer clobbers fastballs. You have a runner on second base. He is the tying run at the plate. Why are you throwing that guy fastballs? Don't mess around with that guy. Everybody knows he's a great hitter. Everybody knows he masters fastballs. And you throw him four consecutive fastballs. Four of them. Right down the middle of the plate. First of all, you should have never been in that situation. Because you shouldn't have given up two doubles to the seven and the eight hitter. Give me a break. And this is the thing that aggravates me. We all saw what Matt Barnes was at the end of the season. Complete puddle. We all know it. Complete puddle. Ever since he signed that contract extension, the guy's been useless. Absolutely useless since he signed that contract. Horrible. What's he done for this team since then? He wasn't on the ALCS roster. So this idea that Matt Barnes was going to come back and be something for this team, give me a break. <sighs> but as useless as a letter G in lasagna. No point. No point. I don't know what he does for this organization at this point. He's stealing money because he comes out there in the 10th inning after the whole Deekman thing. They walk Vladdy intentionally good. I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to pitch to that guy. They walk Kirk. He was ahead 0-2 of Kirk, the pinch hitter, Alejandro Kirk, who's a 244 hitter. He threw him one fastball. One. You know why? Because he doesn't have faith in it anymore. No faith. Absolutely no faith in his fastball, so he won't throw it. So you walk him, that makes the bases juice. So congratulations, you strike out Chapman. But then you got to bring in Strom to face these guys face Tapia and you have the bases loaded. So it's not on Strom, it's on Barnes. Yeah, you intentionally walk Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You don't you walked him to get to the next guy. And what do you do with him? You walk him cuz you can't throw a damn fastball. So this is what I just don't understand. I don't know how Heim Bloom went into this season thinking this bullpen was going to be good enough. And look, you could say well, Brian, up until this point it's overachieved. The team hasn't I know they haven't hit. I know they haven't hit. But the problem right now is the bullpen is now rearing its head. So, I mean, you had opportunities to win games and the pitching was good enough. But the problem is now, right now, the bullpen is going to be exposed. Look at this series right now. Your best reliever is starting on Thursday. Your best reliever is starting on Thursday. Who the hell is pitching tomorrow after Waka? How are you winning this game unless you put up 12 runs, and we all know with this team, they're not doing it. You realize that the Red Sox offense, only one pitcher, one starting pitcher, has given up four earned against this offense. And that's not on Bloom. That's when these guys got a freaking hit. But the bullpen, I mean, come on. I wrote on the 16th of November that the number one priority was adding elite arms to the bullpen. They didn't do it. Alex Cora was able to maneuver and manipulate these guys in the postseason last year. He had Rovers, right? He had Pavetta out of the bullpen. He had Houck out of the bullpen. All these different guys coming out of the bullpen. You can't do that during the regular season. We all knew the bullpen wasn't good at the end of last season. I mean, it's not a secret. And what is their What is their solution? Diekman. Oh, yeah, great. Diekman. Right, he's been fabulous. Strom, Strom's fine. I don't have any issue with Strom. But those are your solutions. <laughs> Diekman and Strom. Strom. Rice Iglesias, Kendall Graveman, Ryan Tapera, uh, Colin McHugh, dude has a strikeout rate near 50. He was signed by the Red Sox prior to the COVID year. And the Red Sox, I talked to Rob Bradford about this last week. They weren't aggressive enough going after him. This guy could have been critical for the team. In fact, outside of Whitlock, he'd be your best reliever right now. He's pitching for Atlanta. Red Sox got Deakman. Great. And I know Sale got hurt, and the plan was to have Houck come out of the bullpen... But the reality was Sale got hurt. You needed to do something. They did nothing. 617 779 the number. All right. Get to a bunch of you guys here. Let's get to Wally. He's in Fall River. What's up, Wally?
3: Brian, Brian, you're going to need, we're all going to need Pepto-Bismol after some of these games. Unbelievable. I mean, you had to feel good going into the ninth inning. You had a three run lead. Finally, you got some runs. And then a roof falls in again. I mean, uh, what else can go wrong? You get no hit for nine innings uh, like the game the other week. But uh, it is what it is. This team is just, I don't know, just right right now it's just disembargo. But I told you before about Bloom. Uh, good relievers don't grow on trees. We just got a bunch of came out relievers, even if you call them that. Which, well, well, I well, I don't like, tennis.
1: yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, he comes from Tampa where they prioritize the bullpen. They have a million right, good relievers right. in Tampa. They've been doing this for years. How do the Red Sox not have good relievers? I, I don't understand I, it.
3: I mean, we, we, we're not Oakland, Brian. We don't have a $25 million payroll and uh, trade away all of our stars. But uh, this team could afford it. There were guys out there that that would really help. But you're going to get nowhere with this bunch of guys, you know. Just uh, But we had this game in the bag. I mean, evidently you need a seven, run, seven or eight run lead to go into the ninth inning with this bullpen. But uh, I don't know. And that's uh, why, Wally,
1: I don't understand. I appreciate the call as always. That's why I keep coming back to last night. Why the hell do you take Evaldi out of the game? You know your bullpen is short. It makes no sense to me. The bullpen is short. Tannerhawk's not pitching in Canada. So the bullpen is short. And you took Evaldi out of the game. I don't understand it. And then we get this explanation last night from Will Venable. And I'm not trying to pile on him. I mean, he's filling in for Alex Corr, who has COVID. But the explanation about not bringing in Robles at the end of the game there, bringing in Tyler Danish, who people had to Google a week ago to figure out who the hell this guy was. And you don't bring in Robles because you're only going to bring him on if there was one guy on base. What are we talking about? Let Evaldi pitch. Then you don't have to deal with all these decisions. Your bullpen is short. Let Avaldi pitch. Let's get to Mark in Los Angeles.
4: Hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on, Brian? How you doing? I'm actually in Seattle, but it's all right. So, yeah, my question is, can we stop blaming Hauk for this, you know, thing that's happening with the Red Sox? I mean, the team looks terrible anyways, but no one's talking about how the fact that Core is out, And I think his loss should be more of a focus than Hulk. Well, you do realize
1: why people are like people are blaming Hulk and not Corey. You do realize why, right?
4: Well, of course, but his personal choice shouldn't have anything to do with the laws and rules of another country. Sure, I understand that,
1: Mark. I'm just pointing out the fact. I'm not blaming Hulk for the loss. I'm just saying the reality is, with no Hulk, the pitching staff is short in Canada. That's my point.
4: No, that's no. Hey, that's how it is. But the team, I'm sure, knew about this. I'm sure they've been on these guys forever trying to get that shot. And why would they change from two years ago to now? I mean, so it's like, I don't no, know. It's I just to, that's not my biggest
1: problem with this team, Mark. I mean, my biggest problem. and that's, I, I was just highlighting the fact that this is a reality. They have to try to make up for Hulk not being there. But my biggest issue with the team is the bullpen was short to begin with, even with Hulk, Even with Hulk oh, here, the bullpen indeed. is short.
4: Indeed, indeed, Brian. And but, I mean, I'm not going to put any blame on
1: Cora for getting COVID. I mean, I, that seems ridiculous. Oh, no,
4: no, no. I'm not blaming that. I'm not blaming Cora. You can't blame him. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he, he did what he had to do to stay on the team, I'm sure. Yeah. But he still got it. So, I mean, that's, that's life, I guess, that we're living in in this world. But... But yeah, I'm just you know you go yeah. online. Don't go on Twitter, but and everyone's <laughs> just talking about Hulk. The team has a lot more yeah. issues than no. Hulk. And, no, uh, yeah, I'm with I mean, you on
1: that, Mark. Certainly, I'm with you on that. And look, I was I appreciate the phone call. I I wasn't trying to blame Hulk. I'm just pointing out the fact that this team is short to begin with because of the sale injury, and, and now that you don't have Hulk, the bullpen kind of gets thrown in different places in terms of guys that you can depend on, and that's why I come back to last night. You have your best pitcher on the mound. I mean, you could argue your second best pitcher. It's Whitlock and Evaldi, right? I mean, this is the guy that's been your ace since the beginning of last season. Evaldi's been outstanding for you, although he's given up way too much home runs. I don't know what's going on with that. Seven home runs already. I mean, what the hell? But anyway, he was fine last night. He was really good. (laughs) He had pitched less pitches than the previous game, and you took him out. (laughs) This is what makes no sense to me, Will Venable. You know your bullpen's short. We know Huck's not pitching in Canada. We know this. And then you don't send him back out there. I mean, what is that? And then we hear about the pocket crap. I thought the pocket crap. we're gonna wait till the postseason for that. I mean, it's um well, yeah, well, we felt good about the pocket there, really? You felt good about the pocket for How about valdi? You know, your ace. you didn't feel good about him facing seven eight, nine. I mean, come on. let's get to Alex in Connecticut. What's up, Alex? Uh,
0: Brian? Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up yesterday because I was really happy about the Celtics. I felt bad Sunday because Sunday, I know you could see, I was really upset. And I was blaming Hein Bloom. And I know you told me I was being unfair. And I have been blaming Hein Bloom for this team since, since the trading deadline of last summer. And I just want to get this stuff out real quickly about Hein Bloom. Don't forget that he gave us, you know, because he gets all the accolades about, well, he gave us Schwarber. And like you said, he gave us Robleys. Okay, fine. He also gave us Garrett Richards. He's gone. He gave us uh, Peraza for second base. He's gone. He gave us Marlon Gonzalez. He's gone. He came to this this as the Boston Red Sox. He came into this team. that He was supposed to be a great evaluator of talent. He was going to be able to make the draft picks. We gave him a fantastic outfield. We planted it in his hands. He had Benetende, he had Bradley Jr., and he had Mookie Betts. And all he did was he traded away Benetende, who became a gun go. Last year. He's having a fantastic year this year. It's unbelievable stats this year. We could have had, we could have, he destroyed the outfield. We should have had bets. We should have maintained bets with. Ah, that's year. not a Blue Malice. Come on. That, I mean, that's no, not on Blue No, no, no. That's on the ownership group. You know guys. that. And on top of it, Brian, you know, on top of it, don't forget. He's got to sign the two guys that we've got now that, that, that are hitting for us, Devis and uh, and uh, Bogarts. And you know the reason why he he uh, he went and spent finally spent the 140 million bucks and he put a guy he shortstop on second base. He put a a second baseman Arroyo on first base. He took a left field like Schwab and puts him at first base. That's because he doesn't want to spend any money. While yeah, look, Alex, look, base, I, I, look, right? Alex. I agree, Alex. Alex That's why, Alex.
1: Hold on, he's I, not going
0: to pay. He's not going to pay Xander Bogarts, is he? No, Everything he's not. I, I agree with right. you. He's not. He's not. He's not. 5, look, Alex, hold on, million, Alex, Alex, million, hold on, 4 million.
1: hold on, look, I I'm agree with sad, a I'm lot sorry. of what you're saying, but I'm not going to blame Bloom for the Schwarber move. The Schwarber move helped the Red Sox get to where they went last year, so I'm not going to blame him for the Schwarber move.
0: A lot of the other stuff you're saying yeah, I agree with should have given us Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo, right now, has got eight homers and 18 RBIs, and he signed a two year deal. We could have retained him this year. I mean, he they could have signed him. They could have
1: him. If, if they really wanted him, Alex, you they could have signed, signed him this offseason. They could have know signed him this offseason if they why wanted he him. Got
0: Schwarber last year. He should have gotten Anthony Rizzo last year. Schwarber he was, was better? a left hitting first baseman, and he would have helped Daw back. I he mean, got Schwaber because he got him for nothing. That's why. And we waited yeah. four to six weeks in order to get him in the lineup. Yeah, that's and the only when he
1: got him. Oh my god, Alex, look, and when he came you know in that's the truth. He was mashing when he came in. And he had a 23% walk rate. I mean, Stop the guy had an on-base percent He had an on-base percentage over 430. I mean, <laughs> Alex, yes, I, look, yes, Alex, yes. Alex, Alex, I appreciate the call and most of what you're saying I agree with, but I'm not going to say that the Schwarber move was bad. And if the Red Sox really wanted Anthony Rizzo, they could have signed him this off I'm about to rather them. You know what I'd like them to do? Bring up Cassis and don't play Bobby Dahlbeck because Cassis is mashing. And he's the number one prospect in your organization. You need to lift up this team in terms of you have a guy down there at the minor league level that mashes. Bring him up. But I'm certainly not going to blame Bloom for the Schwarber move. Okay, that was a good move for the Red Sox. We can all agree on that. The guy had a 430 on base percentage last year. He had an OPS over 900 for the Red Sox. Schwarber was good for this team. Was he a perfect fit? No. (laughs) I mean, nobody's saying he was, but Rizzo was not nearly as good as Schwarber last year. All right, 617 779 79837 the number, with you until midnight. Oh, I do want to get to the Barnes thing as well because this is an absolute mess. And why, you tell me, why did Bloom not upgrade the bullpen? We'll do it next here on (sighs) EI.
2: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
1: All right, we're with you until midnight. Here's another issue with this team. This crap continues to happen. This team continues to struggle. Well, then the contract stuff becomes a major distraction for this team. Bogarts hitting the crap out of the ball, by the way. This guy is absolutely red hot. By far the best hitter on the Red Sox right now. I mean, look at his last seven games, he's hitting nearly 500. <laughs> I mean, really, he's absolutely mashing. But if this team struggles, this is going to be a topic of conversation. What do you do with Xander Bogarts? Because we know. They didn't offer him the contract that he wanted. They offered him, and all the reporting was from the New York Post, an extra year at $30 million, never going to sign that deal. This team continues to struggle. Xander Bogart's contract will become a story. And it looks like it's heading that way right now, the way this team is playing. And we can all say it's early, blah, blah, blah. Well, the reality is this team has had some horrific losses. This one was the worst with Deekman out there. But I put the one on Saturday. What the hell was that? Embarrassing. They got no hit in the... Raise bullpen game. Finally, somehow you get the lead in the ninth inning or the tenth inning, rather, I should say. You take a two to nothing lead, and then you can't make a simple play defensively. That's how you lose that game. Let's get to Ross in Worcester. What's up, Ross? Hi, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Well, good. My my issue is, I you're
5: all over the bullpen. I get that. I, I, the bullpen is is what it is. But the Red Sox, they're always seem to find bullpen arms. They the starting pitching Gosman and and Rondon went for a total of what
1: Trevor Story went
5: for. Who would you rather have right now? Rondon, who's pitching
1: right now with the Giants. He he looks. Oh Rodon, great. you're talking about Carlos Rodon.
5: Rondon. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The yes, guys, I, yeah, yes. Guys, I, Ross, I I me and Bradmo, I did a Gosman, show with Rob, and I wanted you know, him. I wanted Rodon. I want to take a one, one, one year thing. shot on that guy. Can I say one, more Can I say one more thing. Yeah. Can I say one more thing. It is. The worst thing that happened was the Blue Jays got rid of Rob, Re- uh, the Cy Young guy, who's a lefty. Robbie the Left Red Sox and Yankees matched up. Yeah, they matched up great against him. Gosman is an absolute terrible matchup for these right-handed lineups. He is so nasty. I mean, he's I tougher believe... on lefties,
1: Ross, because of that splitter. That's why Devers got the day off today because he's tougher on lefties. He's filthy. Is he? Because he he just looks like he just. Carbs people up, and yeah, I'm, I mean, look at I that for, splitter, uh,
5: Robbie Ray being in Toronto right now. Oh man, yeah, the grunter. yeah, and that, that guy was overrated. He went for a hundred. He went for a hundred and ten million. Rondone went for forty-four million. That's basically Trevor Story's contract.
1: Yeah, uh, believe me, Russ. I, 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 I was know, saying this the whole time. They were short a starter. I wanted them to take a one-year flyer on Rodon because that was a high upside guy. Before he dealt with the injuries, yeah. and look, he has an injury history. We're all aware of that. But look at his numbers prior to the injury last year. He's one of the best pitchers in the sport. The strikeout rate was insane. Yeah. I appreciate the call, Ross. I said that in the offseason. I had that conversation with Rob Bradford. Actually, Lou was on with us today. I brought it up as well, that Rodon is a the guy they should have, should have taken a shot on. They didn't. Let's get to Joe in New Jersey. What's up, Joe?
6: Hey, Rob. We're a mess. You're right about the bullpen. And you know what the worst part is? It always happens with two outs. Awesome. Tonight with two outs. The four-run home run with two outs. The um, story bad throw with two outs. Yep. And, we couldn't, and we couldn't get the damn run home tonight on third with one out. It was. I know Bogarts is hitting right back to the pitcher in a strikeout. Yeah, that's
1: a rocket. I and... can't blame Bogarts. That's a rocket. I mean, if you want to blame somebody, blame Verdugo yeah. for the at-bat prior to that and blame J.D. for yeah, swinging a pitch way know. out of the zone. Was... I mean, Bogarts hits a 100-mile-an-hour rocket. It just happens to hit the pitcher.
6: And But the whole team is a mess. Last week, that throws you that pop-out. From in front of home plate, and they just dropped, and that was the
1: winning run. Oh yeah, yeah, with Shaw. Yeah, that was a joke. I, I don't know why Shaw's on the team, Joe. I really don't. I don't know why Shaw's on this team. It oh. makes zero sense. Guy but sucks. The whole oh, he's
6: awful. But you're right, Bloom screwed up. No bullpen in the offseason.
1: Well, and Joe, <laughs> but, it makes no sense. Like they had so many good relievers, and look at Tampa now. Why does he not value I these know. guys? It fe- it feels like Joe. Sometimes they feel like. It's like they're too smart for their own good. They see something with like, oh, Diekman, you know, his numbers were down last year, so we can get him with a good va- we can get him for a good value contract and we can fix his slider and we can fix his command. That's what they think. They like just see the tools and they don't see the finished product. They won't pay for somebody they know is going to be a good reliever, and that's what aggravates me. They're projecting with all these guys. And some work. Robles worked, right? I mean, he certainly did. Salamora hasn't worked. Okay. So I mean, they don't hit on and all these. Why- and why is Brazier still right. on the team? I mean, I, what, what's up with that? Oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. Holy crap. What
5: is that guy still doing Maybe they
6: have, here? Do they have anybody else to put in beside them?
1: No, I'm not saying... Uh, look, Joe, I, I'm not blaming him for putting Brazier out there tonight, and I appreciate the call. I'm not blaming him for putting Brazier out there tonight. I'm just saying, why is he part of the bullpen? Why is Ryan Brazier, who was good in 18, he hasn't been good since 2018, why is he on this team? He's inherited 10 runners entering tonight. Eight of them have scored. Now, I guess tonight, technically, he's inherited 11. He's eight have scored. Still, he's given up the most in all of Major League Baseball when it comes to that particular statistical category. They keep putting him out there with a guy on base. Why? Why would you do that? He gives all these runs up. Why would you put him out there if there's a runner on base? Oh, unbelievable. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. That sucked. Thanks to Ethan for producing. We're back with you tomorrow after the Sox and the Jays. We'll see. <laughs> Who's going to come in after Michael Walker tomorrow? Uh, it's going to be a. This should be a fun event tomorrow to see who comes in after Walker. Unreal. Uh, try to enjoy the night, people. Be safe and be well.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>